softly creeping Left it seems while I was leaving And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence Restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Beneath the halo of a street lamp I turned my color to the cold and damp When my eyes were stemmed by the flash of of TLB Talk Radio for Sunday, January 14th, 2024. Today is episode number 98, and wow, come a long way in what seems to be a very short period of time. Uh, this 
show is brought to you each week by Republic Broadcasting Network. And this is a platform that we wish to help support and keep them online. And I guess my basic reasoning for that is, well, twofold. One, John, who owned and ran RBN, was a personal friend of mine. And two, this is a platform where we can get the word out to you without it being censored, without it being shut down. And as long as it's not illegal, okay, this is the value of RBN. They do have a book uh, drive drawing tonight, and there will be one more week of the book drive. And these are John Statmiller's books. He had some phenomenal books. So please go to RBN, Republic Broadcasting Network website, and take a look. There's one more week of the book drawing. You may be amazed at what you can get. So please do RBN and yourself a favor. Go and take a look at the final week, the final week of the book drive for this year. And see what's available and see what you can do to help keep RBN online. And that's not only appreciated by RBN, but by myself as well. All right, TLB Talk Radio is sponsored by TLB Project's newest website, which isn't exactly so new, but it is our newest website. It is a social media website, and it is TLB Talk. Gee, this is TLB Talk Radio. Hmm. Guess who sponsors all of these shows? Yes, that would be TLBtalk.com. Come and join us and say what needs to be said. As usual, before I get started, I'd like to once again say thank you to RBN. Please listen to what I'm about to say. Some of you have heard it a million times. Others have not heard it at all. Let me go over this one more time for y'all. If you are somebody who appreciates, like myself, RBN and wishes to keep them online, you give an occasional donation. And for that, you are appreciated a lot. Want to know how you can help them out even more without necessarily having to give more, although I would encourage you to do that if you would like to, and you can. But without having to give more, you can actually give them more peace of mind and more effective use of those donations you give them. How? I don't know. Let's suppose that your average donation over the course of a year is $120. So the next time you go in to donate, you click the little button, you put a check mark in there that says make this a monthly reoccurring donation, and you put $10 there. So each month they're going to take $10 out. It's going to still be the same $120 that you average going to RBN. But at the same time, it gives them a guarantee of $10 into their budget each month. If enough of you do that, what you do is you give them a very good baseline that they can use to give you bigger, better, better, faster. So, again, you want to help RBN? Best way to do it is to donate. Best way to donate is to make it a reoccurring donation so that can become a part of their budget. All right, everybody. I know that's crazy. I go over that every single week. But again, if I tell you how much value I put in these platforms, then obviously I must be wanting to tell you a way to either save them, prop them, or make them bigger, better, better, faster. 
Also, I'd like to mention my Eagles Eye Report, um, a show which goes up on Wednesdays on Shake and Wake Radio. And Annie is a good personal friend of mine for many years as well. So, uh, and Annie, who runs Shake and Wake Radio, is a huge fan of RBN and replays my show on Thursdays on her network. So, again, two peas in the same pod. All right, look. As I will always state, the message I bring you today is not entertainment, nor is it baseless guesses. I don't put out baseless guesses or remote possibilities. Now, those I may put out, but I explain them. Most of what I deliver is actually in-your-face reality, recorded facts, or an inevitability depending on, here he goes again, our course of action. No, I won't beat it up real bad today, but I will explain to the people who are still telling me it depends on their course of action. People, we know their course of action. That's why I'm doing this show. How many other shows on RBN are done because we know their course of action? How many alternative media websites, radio shows, online TV shows, how many of them discuss their course of action? What's rarely discussed and what is most critical here is our course of action. And it needs to be a unified course of action. And until we know that, until we know exactly what we're going to do, how the hell can we determine how effective we're going to be, or how we're going to change anything. Basically, what Roger just said is, it's great that you listen to this show. It's great that you read the right articles. It's great that you watch watch the right shows. But what are you doing? Are you doing anything but watching? We're past the point where people just need to know. We're at the point where people need to know so they can do. We're sitting right now at a point where if we the people don't do anything and the tyranny we're expecting falls upon us like you wouldn't believe, just shut up. Because you may know everything about it, but you did nothing to stop it. Learning is great. Learning and doing is far greater. As usual, links to any applicable references and articles are always included in an article containing this archive show published on Monday on the LibertyBeacon.com. Okay, I have a couple of short articles I brought in today because, well, once you hear the title of the show, you'll understand. Okay, the title of today's show is Normalizing Tyranny and Demonizing Truth. I know that doesn't surprise anybody that Roger comes up with a title like that, normalizing tyranny and demonizing truth. Today we have a government that performs tyrannical, I don't actions at such a high rate eh, over and over and over again with such high intensity that it doesn't surprise us anymore that our government is performing tyrannical actions. It has become normalized. We expect our government to do something to stab us in the back. 75 to 80% of this country no longer trusts the government. Okay. So normalizing tyranny is exactly what we're discussing. And the realization by a vast majority of we the people that this is actually happening. But that's only half of my title. The other half was demonizing truth. So, 
let's I don't know, let's let's bring something extremely obvious into the argument right now. Normalizing tyranny. Okay? Joe Bob has highly classified documents sitting in a garage next to his Corvette, of which the door isn't always closed. Okay? In other words, he has highly classified documents in an unsecured area, highly classified documents, a lot of which he wasn't even cleared to take, and nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. But Trump, who had classified documents, quote unquote, at Mar-a-Lago, which is a area that is secured by Secret Service because he's an ex-president. So it, these are properties that are secured by the U.S. government and Trump's security. Okay? So it's more secure than you could possibly imagine. All right? And he is the ex president who has the unquestioned ability to declassify anything he wishes simply by stating they are declassified. Anybody who doesn't believe that, you need to do a little bit of homework. The president of the United States can declassify anything merely by saying it's declassified. So all of the documents at Mar-a-Lago were declassified by Trump. But yet they raided Mar-a-Lago, confiscated this stuff, even after they had sent people in a few weeks earlier. And they had had a discussion with Trump and Trump said, OK, no problem. We'll do anything you want, including putting a lock on that door if that's what you want. And they still raided an ex-president's home who had full authority and was the only human being qualified on this planet to do exactly what he did, declassify those documents. Now, Trump is being dragged over the coals in just about every court you can possibly imagine. Joe Bob isn't even a there isn't even discussion about him paying the price for mishandling classified documents. How about I don't know, Hillary Clinton who they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt had classified documents. So she had someone go in with a sledgehammer and literally pulverized that server. Now, I'm telling you, Hillary never went to jail. Hillary never, in, never got anything done to her because of that. As far as I know, Joe Bob, classified material, nothing being done about that. Trump. The only guy on the planet qualified to do what he did is being raped over the coals like you would not believe. Why? Because he is the front-running competition to Joe Bob in the next presidential election. And anybody here who doesn't think that, you don't think like about 75 or 80 percent of the rest of this country does. When you reach a point where the very mechanisms that govern this so-called republic are proven to be not only unreliable, but also tyrannical, then you must consider that those who by their own, I don't know, admission, but 
honor the Constitution and work for us? Well, if you take a look at the actions being formed against we the people, these same individuals have now pretty much declared that they are our masters in their eyes. And our very future and that of this nation now belong to, I would say in total, to a global administrative deep state and your, our voice, is no longer worth a damn thing. Now, there's a lot of you listening to this who are going to say, that's crazy. Is it really? How do you let all of the things that we have seen going on in this country in the last three years happen? How do we let the tyranny that has happened right in front of our eyes happen? And we don't have it being questioned at a level that would stop it anywhere in our government. We hear people complaining about it on an occasion. And every once in a while, they start a committee up in Congress. But whatever gets done that is a consequence to you and I, does it ever get better or does it only continue to get worse? What's the title of this show? Normalizing tyranny and demonizing truth. What's the truth that's being demonized? How many people like, or how many organizations like the Liberty Beacon Project have to be on the move because if we stay somewhere too long, they get in trouble because we're telling the truth and they don't want us there anymore. I could go through the censorship that the Liberty Beacon Project, and that's only one entity, suffers on a regular basis, and most of you wouldn't believe it, but I can prove it. Yeah. So, again, how much of this is our voice? How much of this tyranny happens on a regular basis now to the point where most people ignore it? Normalizing tyranny! And how many times when I... Or anybody along the path I'm walking, or most of you listening to this show, start pushing back against it in our posts, in our shows, in our memes, and it gets removed. Demonizing the truth. Gee, normalizing tyranny and demonizing the truth. But when I say tyranny, what am I talking about? What am I referring to? What am I pointing at? Well... How about a short list, okay? Because the list is very long. How about a short list of in-your-face issues that just about everybody can see today without too much digging or looking? How about an open southern border? How about the government admitting that over 6 million illegals have come across the border since Joe Bob took office? 6 million. And when they told us that 85% of them were going in to be considered for being stuffed back across the border, that turned out to be a line of crap. So when you've got 6 million people in three years, or an average of just about 2 million, has there ever been an invading force in the history of this planet that consisted of 2 million, never mind 6 million people? And yet we are constantly told by our government, here's the tyranny, that the southern border is secure. 
that it is not an issue and that people like Roger and this show are making all of this up. Except we know that to be a lie. Would you call that tyranny, people? Would you call it tyranny when 80 to 85 percent of those coming across that border are military aged males who are released within days of getting across that border? How many of them do you think ever show up for their trials? That's the first point. How about the second point? A weakened military. One of the biggest issues that I could brag about go in the last 15 years I've been doing the Liberty Beacon Project is the United States may be stupid in the things she's doing. The United States may be stupid in the way she's ruining her economy. But we have the best. Why do I know? I worked for it for 30 years. Military on the planet and we will always be protected. I can't say that today. Because due to wokeism and mandatory vaccine, yeah, jabs, we have trashed the military to the point where even I don't consider it to be anywhere near as effective as it was. And this was done by our government knowing full well the reaction both of those issues when used in conjunction with each other, would have on our military, and it has. You want to call something tyranny, people? When you intentionally weaken the military of a country that projects its word across the entire planet, uh, does suicide sound familiar to anybody? This is what we have seen. So now the southern border is open. Our military is damned to have been taken to its knees. How about a compromised president? We know for a fact that Joe Bob and his son are compromised by communist China. That's not a guess. We know for a fact that he's compromised by oligarchs in where? Yeah, Russia. And also the Ukraine. And there's a few more, but those are the top three. We know that actions have been performed within those countries that compromise both Joe Bob and his son. But yet, he is the president of the United States. But yet, we had a high-tech Chinese spy balloon fly all across the United States without being shot down because we were told they were afraid to shoot it down because it might hurt somebody. Except that the path it took took it over some sensitive military installations. But everywhere along that path, there were huge stretches of open desert, of open forest, of open. It came down the western side of Canada. It came across the northern side of Alaska. This thing could have been shot down a thousand times. And it wasn't. So when I say a compromised president, how many people on his staff are compromised as well? How about the next point? You want tyranny? How about a Biden crime family? I think I talked a little bit about that. All of the absolute criminal activities going on within the Biden crime family, which includes Joe Bob. How many of them are in jail? How many of them are being prosecuted? How many? But we go to the next point. President Trump is under Ever-increasing numbers of prosecutions. 
Not only has he gone through, what, 15 or 20 so far, but there are estimates that the low end will be 100 and the high end could be as high as 400. How many things do you think Obama could be got for if we use the exact same basis? How many things? Stop think about that, people. And it's a hell of a lot. This is something that has never been done before. Ever. What you are doing now is you're pretty much terrifying anybody who thought they wanted to run for president and now is saying anybody who runs for president in this country, unless they are kissing the butt of the global elite and the deep state, is going to be an Why? Because the deep state will destroy them. But that's not tyranny, is it, people? So now we've gone over open southern border, weakened military, compromised president, Biden crime family, ever prosecuted Trump, Chinese spy balloon. How about conservative smackdown? If you are Antifa or you are, I don't know, BLM, you can go in and damn near burn or destroy a city and take it to its knees. But if you are a conservative and you go to the Capitol, and you protest, you could be in prison for up to 15 years. How many buildings did you destroy? How many people died because as a result of what you did? And I could go on and on. So conservatives in this country are being taught via the tyranny of the deep state. Shut up or else. Why isn't the Liberty Beacon Project, although we are being shadow bands on it's over but why don't we get it worse if we had a bigger audience we would and we'll talk about that a little bit more as well so who is who is it that we can see this corruption in so blatantly in our government how about the doj how about the fbi how about the cdc how about the fda Each and every one of these over the last three years has proven itself to be bought and paid for, has proven itself to be working directly the opposite of what is required by we the people. This is the deep state. You don't count anymore. What does deep state mean? It means that it has been there for well over 100 years and every year they gained a little bit more power and authority. Not much, but over 100 years or over 150 years, what do you think that ends up by being? It ends up by being a totalitarian government called the deep state, which lies to you and I and tries to convince us we still live in a constitutional republic. If you believe that after the last three years, you are stupid. And that's not a guess. So after the break, we're going to jump into an article that's going to help me bring this even more into perspective, but it's also going to add historical perspective. Where have we seen things like this before? And what was the result of these type of actions? And then after that, I have a shorter article that I will bring in that will show you that tyranny actually taking place in your face. So we're going to go from the historical perspective globally to what are we seeing right under our nose. And all of this harkens right back 
to the title of today's show, which is, I probably, I probably couldn't have come up with a better one if I had tried, but I didn't want to try. It's normalizing tyranny and demonizing truth. The tyranny we are seeing at such a high level to say that it's being normalized is the truth. And to say that demonizing the truth today is in our face. Anybody who's a conservative or anybody who's not a liberal or anybody who doesn't absolutely 100% on full faith believe everything and anything the government says, yeah, this is the country you live in today, people. It's not a joke. It's not a guess. And when I step up and have to do a show that's titled Normalizing Tyranny and Demonizing Truth, doesn't that tell you a little bit about the trouble we're in today? And if I was the only one doing shows like this, then you could probably say Roger's crazy. But I'm not. We'll be back after the break. Come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping Left its scenes while I was leaving You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti white, anti Christ, anti Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. What 
would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive! Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funds. And we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. just love to let play right through every time but <clears throat> i only have an hour show so excuse the coughing <clears throat> seems to be something that always happens when i start to do a show so i appreciate you bearing with it okay as i said prior to the break um we're going to be going over an article now that yeah it talks about what's happening today but it also gives a bit of historical perspective which is why i wanted to grab a hold of this okay <clears throat> the title of this article is are you an enemy of the state question mark most likely and this is by george ford smith so let's get through this again i won't read the entire article i will take what i believe to be the most pertinent parts from it <clears throat> but i strongly suggest everybody to read the entire article it will be linked in the article that this show is embedded in tomorrow on the LibertyBeacon.com. So here we go. <clears throat> Donald Trump, Julian Assange, Alex Jones, and Rudy Giuliani are in deep trouble with the U.S. state. How about you? Most likely you feel safe because your voice hasn't attracted a large following. What would the state's enforcers gain by attacking a little guy? They're big game hunters. 
Pull the plug on the big guys and their everyday followers float away like bathtub water down a drain. Possibly, excuse me, you believe you aren't really attacking the state when you're so with your social media posts, just the corrupt regime currently in power. As long as your words don't go too far off the rails, you think trouble will leave you alone. Well, that's the theory, at least. Most libertarians are not Rothbardians. They think the state is necessary but needs to be slashed, not done away with, much like what the heroic Jeb Javier, um, and I think it's Mili, is doing in Argentina. Their comfort zone is minimalist state. And he's talking about libertarians. And they write or lecture from that position. As such, these people are explicit defenders of the state per se, and therefore cannot be considered enemies of the state. The SWAT team hacking at your door couldn't care less. Why pick on you? What if they did decide to make an example of you? An inconspicuous promoter of seditious thoughts. Hmm. The big guys have money and influence to defend themselves. You have nothing. Okay? You would be at their mercy, and they have no mercy. Which is true. Would you stand your ground or crumble like a sandcastle during a tsunami? Would you waive your First Amendment rights at their weapons or would you forget your own name? Your story would shake the social media world. Exactly their reason for attacking you. Is it really worth your life to defy the state? Let me stick a little bit of my thoughts in here. And he's exactly right. A lot of what we say, a lot of what we call false flag attacks, a lot of what we see is being done not so much to accomplish a specific poignant thing right then and there, but more so to accomplish something in the long haul. And what is that? If you decide to do what these people did, this is what's going to happen to you. That's not a guess, people. And this is what we're seeing with January 6th and others. Okay, so let me continue. All right. Why pick on you? What if they did decide to make an example of you, an inconspicuous promoter of seditious thoughts? Hmm. Yeah. Is it really worth your life to defy the state? So let's pick up from there. In June of 1989, Tank Man stood in front of a column of Chinese tanks as they advanced on Beijing Tiananmen Square to crush a student protest. No one knows who he was or what happened to him. Yet for a few tense minutes, he stopped a progression of tanks by holding his hand up before being swept away by Chinese officials. He did this in daylight. While in full public view, most people are asleep at six in the morning when the SWAT boys come knocking at your door. How about the firebrand Thomas Paine? 
Perhaps the power of your writing will elevate you to the state's crosshairs. Thomas Paine, an Englishman, wrote common sense as a talented commoner living in Philadelphia, and it inspired a revolution. He even took up arms against his native country and joined Washington's army. Paine wrote another inspiring piece in late December 1776 that the general had his officers read to their ragged troops on Christmas Day. With their spirits temporarily boosted, they seized Trenton from the hungover Haitians early the next morning. It was a pivotal victory for the Patriots. Paine, yeah, being an ocean away, paid no price for his treason. Later, while in England, Paine wrote another book that did get him in trouble, Rights of Man, Part the First, published in 1791, written as a defense of the early French Revolution and as an answer to M.P. Edmund Burke's attack on it, expressed Paine's underlying contempt for government. Lay then the axe to the root and teach government's humanity. It is their sanctity, punishments which corrupt mankind. In England, the punishment in certain cases is by hanging, drawing, and quartering. The heart of the excuse me sufferer is cut out and held up to the view of the populace. And the rights of man, footnote 24, it is scarcely possible to touch on any subject that will not suggest all allusion to some corruption in governments. And the language is a little different because it's a couple hundred years old, but I think you're getting the point. For this, excuse me, for part the second, and that's the way they called the second part back then, published later, Payne fled to France to escape arrest. And while there, the English convicted him of absentia of sub absentia of seditious libel. They would have, uh, yeah, uh, ceremoniously hung him if he ever returned to England, which he never did. Nevertheless, according to Paine's biographer, um, other than the Bible, the rights of man outsold all other books in English history other than the bible the rights of man the book we've been talking about outsold all other books in english history you might think Paine would have been recognized as a hero in his time if he was the public had a strange way of showing it okay in an earlier essay he basically said the man who inspired the country to secede from a corrupt state had six people in attendance at his funeral in 1809 none of whom were dignitaries much later teddy roosevelt famously described Paine as a filthy little atheist it was a false characterization but most people neither know nor care because they didn't have a clue how about one more? How about the White Rose? Led by five students and a professor at the University of Munich, the White Rose was an intellectual resistance group in Nazi Germany that lasted from June 27, 1942 to February 18, 1943. 
Four days later, three members, okay, Sophie Scroll, Hans Scroll, and Christian Probst were guillotined by the People's Tribunal in Munich, ending the movement. The students got their hands on a manual printing press and began to write texts that encouraged readers to resist the Nazis. They urged readers to engage in passive resistance, rejected Nazi philosophy, sabotaged the war effort, and break through their apathy. Do not forget that every nation deserves the government it endures. They wrote in the first pamphlet, prepping calls to rebellion and poetry and historical references. They also painted graffiti on the walls with the phrase, with the phrase Hitler, the mass murderer, and other treasonous expressions. Anti-Nazi speech was carefully monitored and investigated by the Gestapo, and the danger of denunciation was ever-present. On February 18, 1943, Hans and Sophie took a suitcase filled with leaflets to the University of Munich. They were caught throwing extra pamphlets into a courtyard from a balcony, arrested, interrogated by the Gestapo of which, as a result of, dozens of the group members were subsequently imprisoned. Each of us should inventory our degree of bravery for the times of head. Tank man, pain, and the white rose risked their lives opposing a corrupt state. Are you ready to die? Are you ready to die if necessary? If defense of your convictions is necessary. Are they the backbone of your life or just ideas you're flirting with? The black, excuse me, is death preferable to slavery or is slavery death by other means? We must decide and act accordingly. Basically, what we've just been told is each and every one of these individuals stood up knowing full well what the repercussions and the consequences could be. Anybody who believes that the rising level in tyranny today is not going to bring with it basically the stormtroopers, basically, yeah, the, the police we don't want to see. All of this is on the rise. What are you willing to do to continue to get your word out? What are you willing to do to back up what you say? Or when somebody knocks on your door, will you say, hey, look, I'm sorry. Don't worry. I'll never say it again. And tomorrow I'll quit the Internet. You think I'm joking? And how many people do you think have already been put in that position? How about some pieces from another article? Can America survive this perversion of our justice system by Mary Scholl? Can America survive this yeah, perversion of our justice system? Here we are at the beginning of 2024. Election day, should there actually be an election? And a lot of people are thinking there will be a national emergency declared prior to the election to keep dictator Joe Bob in the seat. So, okay, here we are at the beginning of 2024. Election day is a little over 10 months away, and every day a new outrage, a new WTF moment, a new rule 
or norm shredded by the lunatics of the progressive left. This is happening to such a degree that the only conclusion to be drawn is that on the one hand, we have no government anymore. Just an amalgam of cowardliness on the part of our elected and appointed officials, especially those of the Republican stripe. And on the other hand, propagandized lawless provocateurs throwing temper tantrums and committing atrocities against body politic and its legal system on a daily basis. Every day, as something else comes to light, I find myself saying, no, that can't be true. Yet it's actually happening. Today's spectacle out of Georgia. Fannie Willis hired her lover who has no experience trying felony cases to be the chief prosecutor in the election case against Donald Trump. While she was making self-righteous and remarkably stupid pronouncements of her virtue and legal acumen. She was sleeping with Mr. Ward, allegedly her lover, and allowing him to build the state of Georgia $650,000 among his bills, which she approved, are notations like a claim that he spent 24 hours on one day in November working on the case requiring him to be paid for every minute of that day by the state. Seriously? But as outrageous as this lunacy, this breach of public trust and this likely felonious behavior are, it all pales in comparison to the clown show of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals hearing of Trump's immunity case. Another spectacle out of our justice system, which has been, I don't know, perhaps mortally wounded by the left in their inspection. Inspector Javert pursuit of Donald Trump, no matter what, no matter what, is the three-judge panel of the D.C. Circuit, none of whom asked a single intelligent question of either of the parties in the appeal of the Trump immunity case, but which reached the ultimate in cone-daft idiocy with a question from the circuit judge on the appeals court who asked if Donald Trump um, was has immunity, couldn't he order SEAL Team 6 to murder his political rivals? This is an actual question asked by the judge. If Donald Trump has immunity, couldn't he order SEAL Team 6 to murder his political rivals? It is one thing for a wide-eyed bottom feeder and zealot like Jack Smith, who has lost so many times in the Supreme Court, to advocate such an unsupported and dastardly legal argument as this. It is quite another for a partisan hack like the woman pretending to be a jurist, (coughs) excuse me, to unthinkingly buy into it. Ask such a stupid question and such a reckless question. And these are not... I don't know. Anybody who listens to a question like that and tries to put it into contact immediately says the same thing. Why? I suppose we can be thankful that at that moment, the only thing Mr. Biden is doing is trying to throw his chief political rival in jail for the rest of his life. 
He's certainly doing every nasty trick in the book to politically murder his chief rival. Not a great question, considering that misuse of the justice system is itself a political crime of which Mr. Biden will cry for immunity at some point. You know it, and so do I. Well, she might also have considered that a certain former president of the United States, Barack Obama, thought it was his right to order the execution of Americans overseas during the war on terror without trial, without formal charge, and without anything resembling due process because it was less embarrassing than capturing them and keeping them in Gitmo. And if you don't believe that, read the New York Times because they're the ones who broke the story. If I were that judge, I don't think I would use that particular, I don't know, language, given the less than legal behavior of her Democrat heroes. Is Obama immune to subsequent prosecution? Obviously, Trump wasn't for those official acts of his. Is Biden? Execution without due process is murder by an officer of the state. According to Jack Smith, Obama is immune for, yeah, (laughs) extrajudicial killing. But Donald Trump is not for trying to investigate election fraud in 2020. Did y'all hear what I just said? Yeah. According to Jack Smith, Obama is immune for extrajudicial killing, but Donald Trump is not for trying to investigate election fraud in 2020. Stop and think about all of this, people. The perversion of our judges and our justice system today by people like Jack Smith and the three on the bench today in D.C. is one of the great tragedies of our current American situation. The legal hairs that would have to be split to find that Trump has no immunity when responding to claims of stolen and fraudulent votes in presidential elections, but Barack Obama has extrajudicial killing of American citizens without due process could be a marvel to behold. Or that Joe Biden has immunity for for perverting and co-opting the DOJ to destroy his political rival or taking bribes and participating in cover-ups to this day to pervert the course of justice and hide his bribery and influence schemes, again, quite a trick. So we are not only seeing what we constantly now call a two-tiered, I don't know, justice system. What we are seeing has gone beyond that. What we are seeing is justice if you um, are liked by the deep state and total injustice, if you are not, it doesn't de- matter at all if you are right or wrong. It only depends now on who you impress or who you depress. Because if you impress them, they'll be just as quick to pat you on the back as if you depress them, they will be to shut you off, shut you down, or maybe even basically shut you up forever. And if you don't think that, I don't know, things like assassination haven't happened in America up to this point, you're a moron. And that's not a joke, and I don't apologize for it. Look, this is not to say that the partisan hacks won't try. But here's the bottom line, ladies, you won't get away with it. 
except temporarily. And of course, this is the author, and he's talking about the three judges in Washington. And they may not get away with ruling for Jack and Jackal even temporarily. Um, so stay tuned to see how or if these leftist destroyers of our justice system, um, but, you know, how, how do they fare going forward? And how do we, again, justify the difference between what you give one politician and what you give another politician? What justifies the extreme, okay, handling of one politician who happens to be your rival? Does anybody step back ever and look at all of this as one piece? Or are you too busy, which a lot of this is pointed out, looking at everything that's exploding in front of your face today? Tomorrow, it will be something else. The day after, it will be something else. And the day after, it will be something else. And those four days later, when you're so busy worrying about what the hell is ruining your life right then and there, the last thing you're thinking about is that emergency that caught your attention four days ago. And we live in a time today where there are more crises and emergencies happening all around us than I have ever seen. And I'm knocking on 70's door. Today, we are seeing a world in chaos. And so much of it, if you just stop to look, is choreographed. What are they trying to hide? They are trying to hide the Great Reset. They are trying to hide global governance. They are trying to hide, what do you need for global governance? Here Roger goes again. You will not have global governance until you bring the cowboys of the world to their knees as an example to the rest of the world. And in order to do that, you must destroy our faith in our government. It's happening, people. Talk to you next week. some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They
they can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 